welcome everyone to the Real Nations Raiders podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Fadiato, with our co-hosts Zerko, Cherokee, and Derek. Uh, this is a very big day. We have just beat the Raiders! New Orleans Saints. <laughs> Seems like Adam was waiting to do that. Um, no, nobody thought we would ever beat the Saints. ESPN never thought we would ever beat the Saints. Um, Zerko, what are your what are your thoughts on that ESPN coverage pregame? ESPN truly sucks. Um, I need them to start giving us the respect that we deserve. Nobody except for uh, what's the lady name? Susie. Susie. Susie had us winning except for her. Everybody had us losing the whole game outside of Lewis Reddick, whoever the commentators was. They was true. They they were just acting like we had no chance of winning this game. Only person that was defending us was Susie and Lewis Reddick. So ESPN, you can eat this because we just beat a quote unquote the best team in the league. So y'all need to start showing us some love and some respect around here. Oh God! No, I'll, I'll let you go into circle before we go over the game real quick. Tell us about the little conversation you had with your friends about how uh, you know this is just a, a lucky win because it's a stadium opening. Well, I made a bet with a Saints fan. I made a little small, little twenty dollar bet, nothing major. And uh, he he told me all week, you know, y'all y'all, y'all gonna lose, y'all not messing with us. So what I did was I sent him a picture, literally, of the 2016 Crabtree catch in the end zone, and I sent it to him. My my caption said, "Just want to remind you of the last time we played y'all. What happened?" So he responded, "Oh, that was 2016. Y'all ain't got Crabtree no more. Your quarterback trash. You this, you that. Okay, let's bet. So we bet at twenty dollars. Of course, I won." Now, all of a sudden, well, we lost because we didn't have Michael Thomas. It's a home field advantage jinx. They wasn't going to let the Raiders lose in Vegas. Um, the Raiders not messing with us, the Saints. We beat the Saints twice. We beat them in New Orleans, and we beat them at our own home. The Saints ain't messing with us. Thank you, defense, for proving me wrong this week. I appreciate that. Oh, We'll definitely get into the defense because they're still uh, struggling and there's still a lot of dumb plays that, that happen and they just let basically Alvin Kamara just run free with, with everything. Um, hashtag, and, hashtag fire Paul Gunther. I'm yeah, I, about that. I still want him gone because the damn zone coverage is just driving me absolutely crazy. Um, but with that said, as I was saying before we jumped on the podcast right now, uh, ESPN's basically saying, oh, is Drew Brees losing his stuff? Does he need to retire? <laughs> so they're just trying to come up with any excuse in the book. So Drew Brees threw 312 yards a day. I don't think he's the reason the Saints lost. I, I don't think he's on the, that this game shows he's on the decline. He had a, that interception in Moreau was pretty stupid, but I mean, come on now. The Raiders uh, just. I'm, I'm not. I'm not I'm sorry to I'm sorry to cut you off. I don't know if y'all. It, it's a picture on Instagram. Um, I'm sorry on Twitter. When I find it, I'll send it to our chat. I don't think Drew Brees saw Moreau there because Moreau, if you look at the picture, he's blending in with the shield at the 50 yard line. There. So I don't think he saw Moreau. Well, maybe and, uh, a little little advantage that they can take. Take <clears> into the next home field game, Derek. It sounds like you have some stats. Do you want to read them off? Yes, I do. Um, let's start with Derek Carr. He's a pretty good quarterback, I think, and he shares my name. So let me start with his stats here. 28 for 38, 282 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, he was brutally sacked three times in the first quarter, which was pointed out on Twitter that was the only time in his career he was sacked three times in the first quarter. He was sacked a grand total of zero times after the first quarter. 
Josh Jacobs didn't really seem to have a very good game for most of the game. In fact, I think he only had 50 yards going into the fourth. He ended up with 88 yards on 27 carries. Darren Waller, 12 receptions, 103 yards, one touchdown. Um, as let's, we, I do want to mention some state Saints stats, unfortunately, because it does show how bad the defense played for most of the game. Drew Brees, 26 for 38, 312, one TD, one pick. Uh, Alvin Kumara, we, um, Kumara was a bigger threat uh, receiving than he was running against us. Running 13 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, nine receptions, 95 yards. Um, as far as team stats, uh, the reason why we won this game is time of possession, and we our time of possession was 36 minutes and 18 seconds to 23.42 for the Saints. As far as turnovers, we each had one. Breeze with that interception, and Richard had a fumble, which I thought was going to ruin the whole game for us when he did that, but luckily not. Uh, as far as first downs, this is, this is kind of troubling because we had the ball so much more than the Saints, and yet we had 28 first downs and they had 26. And the stat that if something's going to bother, and I really, really hate being negative after a win, but if something's going to bother me, it's this particular stat. Um, as I said earlier, we dominated time of possession, but the Saints still had more 424 to our 375. So if that time of possession was more equal, just think what the Saints' def- the offense could have even done to our defense even more. That is the only complaint that I'm going to take in tonight. Well, thank you for reading the stats. Before we'll go into the offense, I, I'm going to jump the gun here before I forget because I'm old and forgetful. I'm going to give my game ball, uh, and then I'll let you all give your game balls. Uh, I'm going to give it to John Gruden, and the reason I'm doing that is, holy shit, he was aggressive. And he is never fucking aggressive. <laughs> like, ever aggressive. I thought he was just going to take his foot off the gas pedal, and he just, with that fourth quarter third down bomb to rugs, which is clearly a uh, pass interference. And some of the announcers are like, Oh, they shouldn't have called that. Just dumbasses." Um, he, and the field goal at the end, John Gruden playing aggressive football, allowing Derek Carr to be aggressive and throw the ball. I actually think they threw the ball more than they ran the ball. At least it seemed like that in my opinion. So I give the game ball in, in my opinion to John Gruden, Adam, who, who would you give your game ball to? I'm giving my game ball to Darren Waller, man. All right, so I'm going to make people aware of something that don't realize it in the NFL. Look, man, Darren Waller is the best tight end in the NFL, and I don't care what anyone says to me. I think he's proven it. This man is a total monster against everyone. I think I've seen something on ESPN at the end of the game where all of his catches were surrounded by every position on the defense. That's impressive, and no one can guard him. I, and even ESPN said it. Uh, Ryan Clark from the Steelers, he was like, uh, maybe you should, we should start mentioning him, mentioning, him, mentioning him as the best tight end in the NFL. And I completely agree. Glad he's finally getting some of the respect he deserves. Derek, who would you give the game ball to? I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to give a, a three-way game ball here. Of I'm going to give. Of course you are. Cheater. I'm going to part Darren Waller because <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing Darren Waller's jersey as we speak right now. I need to buy um, one. I haven't bought one yet. I need to buy one. And he had uh, 
and also his 12 catches, uh, his career high was is a game is 13. So he was just there. Um, he was definitely the the focal point of our passing game. Um, and especially Ruggs was basically a non-factor. And I hate to diss on Ruggs, but he was basically a non-factor other than that pass interference penalty he drew. Um, so that just made up a bigger thing that Waller had to make up for it in the offense. Uh, I'm going to give part of the game ball to Derek Carr um, because he was just really, really efficient tonight. Um, you know, 38 pass attempts, 282 yards. He, I thought he was going to hit for 300 passing yards. Yeah, he came very, very close to three touchdowns. Um, and he played better than Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees. And then I'm going to give that last piece of the game ball to him and agree with Dom here and give it to uh, John Gruden. He definitely was more impressive as his play calling, but another reason why is uh, John Gruden, since he's been back with the Raiders, he has been overly criticized that he cannot lead this team to beat good teams. In fact, this is the first win that the Raiders have had against a playoff team in his era um, since he's been back. Um, and I guess he... I guess we we don't know for sure. I think there's going to be a playoff team this year. I think when it all said and done, is that they will be. Um, but yeah, this is this is basically the first quality team we've actually beaten since Gruden has been back. Um, so that is a, my three-way game ball there. Yeah, Zerko, who do you give your game ball to? Or you want to give multiple game balls like Derek and G? I'm a gift. I'm a split game ball up in fours. A four, four? Yeah. Yeah, we cut, <laughs> wow. we cut it up in fours. <laughs> number, uh, number four. I'm going to get the number four game ball to the offensive line. Despite the three sacks that they gave mm-hmm. up, they grabbed their kahunas, and they protected my quarterback for the rest of the game, and we saw what happened. My game ball number three is going to that tight end, my boy, <laughs> Darren the Baller Walker. That's who the game ball is going to, number three. Number two, my quarterback, Derek Carr. I don't want to hear nothing else. My boy ball tonight. He did what he was supposed to do. He came out there, and like he said, he tired of being disrespected, and he just showed y'all why on national television at our brand-new, beautiful home, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. And number one, I've been, cru- I've been crucial to this man since the day he got hired, John Gruden, because his aggressive won us the game. When we was talking, what was I saying? Take the points. Take the points. You got to score points. But y'all, I was wrong. You got to be aggressive against this team. And that's what he was. John Gruden gets the number one game ball for me tonight because he was aggressive as a coach. And he called this game to, to perfection for me. He, he called the game the way he was supposed to. You could tell this team did film study. You could tell this team was ready to go. And we went out there and we showed the world and the rest of these football teams what the Las Vegas Raiders are capable of doing. Yeah, and uh can we give some? Can we give some love to Daniel Carlson real quick? Oh like he, he, let's go, man. Oh you know, I was heavily criticizing him at the end of last season. You know, I was saying how I didn't want him to be my kicker anymore, and this, that, and the third. But you know what? This season, in the first two games, he's really proven a lot, in my opinion. And he got a big leg. I had some sea bass vibes going on. Yeah. I, I will also, since you guys all cheated, I will give a little credit to John Simpson, the guard taking over incognito rookie, rookie guard out of Clemson. He he, uh, with fourth round pick, he stepped up and did fantastic. He actually had a couple really good blocks downfield too for some runs. So uh, shout out to him, uh, John Simpson. 
And, and Denzel Goodford obviously stepping in that right tackle as well. I know that's not an easy task, and you know maybe Trent Brown will show up one day, um, and uh, we'll see what the line can do then. I, it's still very difficult I, to have a. a is, like the line just never plays together. The starting line just does not happen for whatever reason. So, I think Trent Brown has lost his teammates. He, I just I don't think he wants to be a Raider. I don't think we should go to that topic tonight. Yeah. He was, <laughs> on that note, I'll just end it with, he was laughing and talking to when the Derek Carr interview after the game with ESPN. He was laughing and joking around with uh, Rodney Hudson, so there still seems to be some at least team camaraderie there. So, we, I don't know. We'll we, could do a whole, we could do a whole podcast on Trent Brown, and it would go on forever and ever and ever, <laughs> and, and none of our minds would change about him. So let's just steer away from him right now. So more Trent Brown. <laughs> um, well, we're going to go into the offense, and I'll, I'll just start with everybody who calls Derek Carr game manager, and sometimes he is a game manager, I'll tell you that. But this game, he was definitely flashes of 2016 Carr, you know, throwing the ball downfield, you know, even though there was dink and dunk plays, but there were dink and dunk plays with, you know, aggressive throws to it, you know, tight windows, really making them not just behind the line of scrimmage plays. It was, you know, four or five yard plays, kind of like, very similar to what you would see Tom Brady did with the the Patriots. Um, so I really like that. I just think overall offense did just a really solid job. I was really scared for the offensive line because they just kept getting collapsed in Derek Carr. Some of those sacks were kind of on Derek Carr where he I was like, oh, crap, he's freaking out. We're going to lose and it's down 10 nothing, And they, they proved me wrong. I can I can tell you that. So Zerko, offense, what, what, what was your biggest takeaway and what do you think they still need to work on? Um. I think we need to get that, that right side figured out. We need to find a, a right tackle because we, we saw tonight with the Saints um, defensive line how, how aggressive it could be. We, we got a tough schedule coming up, so we do need to get that offensive line in order. I hope Richie Incognito is going to be okay because he did go out the game. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what to say bad about the offense outside of the three sacks. I mean, I, I literally like their – oh, uh, that overthrow, the Derek Carr overthrow to Henry Ruggs. But that 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 bothered me. But it's expected, you know. It's only week two. But other than that, overthrow on the offensive line, I, I loved what I saw from the offense today. We was aggressive. Um, we made plays. Our wide receivers are catching the balls. Josh Jacobs is, is, is running like crazy. Um, Jalen he made up for that fumble by scoring that touchdown. I'm glad Gruden went back to him to let him know that we still rocking. Would you, you know go go steal this game for us? Um, I over I liked our defense overall. I, I have no complaints about what I saw tonight. Um Derek Carr, he did scramble out the pocket. I, I like that. But if him scrambling out the pocket means that he's going to be taking shots to the helmet like that, I'd rather my quarterback throw the ball away because it ain't worth it. Yeah, he got purposely elbowed. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know I'm, that was that was purposely yeah, yeah. elbowed. Um if that if that if that's what these fans are looking for when they say Derek Carr needs to scramble to get out the pocket more, I don't want that. Throw the ball away. Aaron Rodgers does it all the time. Aaron Rodgers, he's not scrambling if he don't have to. And today, Derek Carr scrambled. He did, you know, not because he, he didn't do it because of the fans, but he scrambled. The fans saw it. And the minute he, the first time he scrambles, what happens? He gets hit in the head and no flag is thrown. So I don't want that. Nick, throw the ball away. Don't scramble. That's how I'm looking at it. Because if he, if he's playing like, like this, we're going to need him all year for this to make this playoff run. So, but I like what I saw from the offense. We good there. I think you said Super Bowl run. Super Bowl run. Super Bowl. Adam, what's your biggest takeaway in the offense and what we need to work on, in your opinion? 
I like how we were actually aggressive and we're taking shots downfield. Uh, I noticed how Brian Edwards had a more productive game than Henry Ruggs this time. So I am now expecting it to go back and forth. I expect Ruggs to have a big game next week and then Edwards next week and so forth and so forth. Uh, it was just good to see us taking shots downfield. Uh, like Zergo said, that overthrow kind of irritated me, but it is only week two, and he is fast, so Carr's really not used to that speed, and, you know, practices have been limited and stuff. So uh, I think we need to work on, even though that we did it th- more this game, I still think that we need to work on uh, taking more shots down the field. Uh, I think that we had a couple opportunities in the beginning of the game that we could have scored on a big play, but, uh, you know, the offensive line was kind of struggling in the beginning, so there's kind of an excuse for that, I guess. But, yeah, I'm really excited about this win. Offense is, is looking dynamic, and maybe that's not a word I should just throw out there, but to me, I mean, I think it is. It, we are having a solid ground attack with uh, Jacobs possibly maybe going to end the season with the title of best running back in the NFL. Uh, the passing game and the vertical passing game is definitely um, becoming more prevalent, uh, finding ways of getting uh, Darren Waller the ball, and he's just a matchup nightmare for almost every NFL team. One thing, if I, I I guess I guess say if they got to work on something, I guess it's still particularly the car rugs connection needs work, and I think it's reasonable to understand that they're just not going to be that you know on the same page with a rookie receiver after week two. You definitely see it has potential there, and you can definitely see what we want rugs to be uh, with these long passes. They just don't have the chemistry together that they need to do, and then I think they'll have later in the season. I I think it's kind of ironic that a lot of car haters said that he doesn't throw deep, and they kept saying this offseason, oh, Carr is going to underthrow Ruggs. Well, the problem has been so far that he's overthrowing him. So I think that's slightly ironic there. Uh, but overall, I think every, everything on most everything on the offense is, you know, you can't complain about. It's somewhat out of. You know, I don't know if this is it, so I'm just maybe making shit up. But I'll somewhat come to Derek Carr's defense on that overthrow. Normally, maybe if Ruggs was 100% healthy and his knee wasn't bothering him, it probably wouldn't have been an overthrow, and that's probably where their timing's off. So, you know, you just have to compensate for the player is injured, not to throw it as far. It doesn't matter who it is. He He overthrew Ruggs in week one, too, though. Yeah, well, Rogue Stoke had an opportunity to catch it. If you can touch the ball, then then you might be able to catch it. I don't know. It's two weeks. Rugs is a bust. We wasted that pick. Yeah. Rugs is a pick. We'll move over to defense. Same same, uh, same topic. I think there's definitely more negative to talk about in the defense. Uh, one, Paul Gunther and his play callings, the goddamn zone defenses. You just leave those holes open. Um we can't tackle worse shit. I don't know where we're getting these shoulder tackles from and who's teaching these shoulder tackles, but it's not how you're supposed to tackle. And I, I'm shocked that that's still a thing. So is this still a thing in week one against the Panthers? Um, I, I really don't like how we just let Alvin Kamara, like he was open almost every play. I'm like, why isn't there a linebacker or safety covering this guy? Just just like you have a QB spy. Because, you know, 
pay attention to him because they just kept fucking throwing it to him over and over and over again. And it's just mind boggling to me how they just allowed him to do that. Uh, I mean, that's why they scored at that final drive is they just basically gave it to him um, playing soft zone. And that just really drives me crazy. Uh, but on a positive, and you guys know me, I I don't crown somebody who I think is going to be good. You know, it takes like a good two solid seasons. But I see glimmers of hope for Jonathan Abram because that dude, he puts the fear of God into people. Um, and he, he hits and he he definitely is that fire behind that defense. So I, I think he, he has the potential to be really good. He just has to stay healthy. Scared the crap out of me when he hit the camera cart there. So um, that day. <laughs> yeah, Kat said the same thing. Right. Oh, there, camera right there. Ain't no fans uh, in the stands. We don't need all that. We don't need all them cameras. It's the booger mobile. Um, so we're gonna start with you, Adam, on the defense. What, what was your con? Pros and cons. Uh, I'll start with the cons first. The pass rush. Uh, you know, it was basically non-existent the whole game. Uh. You know, whenever we kind of did get to Drew Brees, he made mistakes. So that's just another reason to show that pass rush is important in the NFL. Uh, I think the key to beating Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs is the rush, the quarterback. Uh, the Chargers kind of showed that, even though they lost. But I think they kind of gave a blueprint to how to beat the Chiefs. And uh, a, a pro... Is I think they played really well in the second half. I think they played better. I think they kind of woke up out of their sleep. I didn't think that they showed up in the first half, uh, but after halftime, man, they played well. Mara got an interception. I'm usually critical of him. Uh, in the first half, maybe eat my words. Not to, I hate to I hate to be a guy that corrects you, but he got the interception in the first half. Right. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, he got the interception, right. and he made me eat my words. So, uh, but yeah, I'm impressed, but not really. I still think it's hashtag fire Paul Gunther. So, Zerka. Yeah, yeah um, until Paul Gunther is fired, expect me to post that on almost every post. Hashtag fire Paul G. Hashtag fire Paul Gunther. Um, he he needs to go. We didn't bring Rob Marinelli here to be no defensive line coach. Let's just keep it real. At some point in time, he's going to take over the defense. I'm praying it happens rather sooner than later because that that soft zone, Drew Brees didn't break a sweat picking us apart all game. Um, I'm just thankful that we got the interception. That that was a big turnaround for us. I'm thankful that we have an offense that could put points on the board because. This, this this isn't going to cut it. We can't play like this next week against a mobile quarterback and Cam Newton. We can't play like this against Kansas City when the time comes. Uh, we we can't we can't do this. This is this isn't going to work. So somehow, some way, Paul Gunther needs to get this defense fixed, and Paul Gunther need, Paul Gunther needs to be fired. But we need some pressure up front, ASAP. Um, another uh, Eric Harris, he, he ain't cutting it. He had a couple good games last season, and he he did good against the Chargers. He only got one son. And Phillip Rivers, we need. I need him to have more kids because he ain't cutting it at safety. Um, Earl Thomas is still available. Um, Raiders, hello. We, we can we make that call, please? Because Tom, Harris ain't cutting it at safety position. He just ain't. Yeah, I, I mean, he did have that good stop on third down where he basically knocked the shit out of the wide receiver and he dropped the ball. But he, I don't know if he's a starting safety. I, I think. He is not a. He's a. He's a fine rotational piece. I just. I. I think the answer is clear. He should not be a regular starter. 
but I don't know. Either, either should Lamarcus Joyner because uh, he just looks fucking lost on the field. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I don't know. And I, and I don't want to. I don't want to get into this. You guys know how I feel. I don't know. If, I mean, to me, there has to be something going on with Earl Thomas if he still is not signed by any team. But anyway, that's another point from here for another time. But, so Derek, go ahead. Defense. What? Defense. Pros cons. Oh. Uh, cons. We are just uh, the like we've. It, I'm gonna beat a dead horse, but our coverage is just too soft. I mean, the zone coverage, Breeze and most good quarterbacks are gonna find the holes and they're gonna pick you apart of it. Uh, and the pass rush is has is non-existent there. I'm still confident. I, I'm not once worried about Mad Max. I know he is going to get sex. He Mad Max actually put some. Um, he's not going to show up in a stat sheet, but Mac Max would actually play pretty aggressive towards the second half and got some good hurries in there. Um, pros, uh, I mean, the secondary wasn't absolutely terrible tonight. I thought Damon Arnett had some good hits, and Jonathan Abram is going to be, you know, uh, he's going to, Jonathan Abram may be a Jamal Adams type player. I'm not saying he is right now. I, but I'm saying he could. He, he legit right now might be the best player on defense. Yeah, because Mad. I mean, I would say Mad Max, but Mad Max is not off to a great start. Jonathan Abram is off to a better start, so I would say he's the best player on defense right now. I'm a little also disappointed in Corey Littleton. I I expected big things of him, and I still do. I just I think they're they're coming from him, and they're just not here yet. Uh, Emily Collins hasn't really been as well as advertised yet either. Yeah. All right, so we're going to wrap it up with kind of final thoughts. Adam, what are your final thoughts on the victory against the New Orleans Saints? We got to talk about the Pistons. To all the people that said we couldn't do it, screw you. We did it. Just win, baby. There. The Raiders, and don't take what I'm about to say the wrong way. Doom and gloom. (laughs) (laughs) The Raiders. The Raiders can beat any team in the NFL. I'm not saying that the Raider that we're the best team in the league, and I'm not saying that we're going to go undefeated. But the Ra- the Raiders showed tonight they can beat any team in the NFL. There is not one team. I don't care if it's the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. We should not be intimidated by any team that we sit on the field with. Because this team proved tonight that I know it's week two, but this team should not beat the Saints at any point in the season. And not end up in the playoffs. I'm sorry. This team, the Raiders, we people were hyping up the Chargers and Justin Herbert for almost beating the Chiefs yesterday. Well, today, Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders did beat the New Orleans Saints. I'm sorry. That matters more. By 10 points. By 10 points. Yeah. I predicted that score, by the way. Yes, you did. Zerko, I'll give the final word to you. Um, after beating this Saints defense, I am confident in this team. I feel we can literally go out there and beat anybody. I say that because I personally feel that the Saints defense is better than the Kansas City defense. The Saints defense, I feel, is better than the Patriots defense. I think the Saints defense is better than Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. And uh, those three teams are on our schedule next. So I feel very confident in this offense going out there and putting points up on the board on those three teams. So um, after today, I'm confident in my team. I feel we can maybe go out there over the next three games. We can win two 
Um, we can we can go out of here being being four and one. You know, hell, let, let, let's shoot for five and zero at this point. Let's do it. Let's let's prove all these doubters wrong. Let's let's do what we've been doing. John Gruden, whatever you're doing with this playbook, sir, please keep doing it because I've been critical of you all all year since you got hired. But uh, I'm confident in this team after today. I, I like what I saw. And I, I just want to point out, if we can beat the Saints, like kind of what Derek said, we can beat anybody. You know, they are kind of the NFC front runner. you know, almost every single year uh, to go to the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl. Um, that's over Seattle, that's over Green Bay, that's over the Rams and everybody. So if you can beat the Saints, you can beat everybody. So... Wish you the best. We're off to uh, New England, Cam Newton. Hopefully they have a plan, and uh, we can take that victory, too. Raiders! Dom, um, what, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's talk, about the, let's, let's talk about the Patriots game for a little bit. What, so let, let me ask the questions. What are your guys' predicting for the Patriots? I'm going to tell you I think we win. And I think we win because this momentum carries us into that game is the, the big part. Um, I am worried that it is we're going to be playing in the East Coast in less than a week than when we played in Las Vegas. And I think Cam right now looks really good. So I think Cam could potentially, you know, run on us. But I just think the offense, our offense is going to be too much for the Patriots. And I think uh, we will beat the Patriots by 7 to 10 points. I agree with that. Zerko? Um, yeah, I think we can win next week. I told you, I'm confident in this, uh, in this offense. The Saints have a better defense than the Patriots, so if we can do what we did today to the Saints defense, I don't think our offense has no issues next week going up against um, going up against New England. I told you, my, my only concern with this team is the defense. Next week, we have a quarterback who we're going to have to hit to get him to the ground. Cam Newton is not a little boy. That's a six, that man is 6'5", about 230-240. He's a big, healthy dude. So we're gonna have to get to him. Yeah, I expect Trent Brown to play next week. Um, yeah, it's time. It's time to end the podcast there. Thank you. Um, I don't, <laughs> I, yeah, thank you. Well, I'll end it with uh, yes. I do think we're a win. I've said it many times. Football, any sport, is really a game of momentum, and we definitely have a lot of momentum coming into this and in the Patriots loss. So. Uh, I think if we can come up with a game plan to stop Cam Newton and just hold up Julian Edelman, they're, I, I don't think they're that great of a team. Um, I, they're definitely not as good as the Saints, so hopefully we can sneak by with another victory and, uh, you know, 3-0. That's, but I do expect us to win. So Let me, let me, let me float out some interesting facts before we, before we end this podcast. So this will be John Gurdon's first time as Raiders head coach back in New England since the infamous tuck rule, um, which happened when our uh, colleague Adam was literally not even a year old. And uh, this, uh, when John Gruden was hired by the Raiders the first time in 1998, a lot of people don't know this, but the runner-up to that job, who Al Davis almost hired, was Bill Belichick. Hmm. Didn't know that. What's up with him doing subway commercials? Now? <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of seeing those things. <laughs> Desperate need of money or something. Um, anyways, this is right around 30 minutes, right around the sweet spot, so we'll end it here. Uh, Raiders play Sundays at the 10 a.m. game. Yeah, East yes, Coast, sir. East Coast is 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. So. 
our time, 1 p.m. for our colleague out there in West Virginia, Adam. So, so it's a shorter week. Hopefully, not enough or not, not any injuries, but we'll keep you guys updated on the at TRN Pod Twitter account. Uh, one of us will tweet that tweet that out so we can stay on top of that. But with that said, that will wrap up this podcast. We're two and zero, and we'll end it with uh, Adam saying Raiders. Raiders. Take care, everyone.